Hello and welcome to a Dry Bones Ministries special podcast series on the consecration to St. Joseph. My name is Father Adam Potter and today we made it to day 10. Today we're going to continue our journey by looking at St. Joseph's fulfillment of the Old Testament type in the patriarch Joseph. If you're ready, let us begin in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolations. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our hymn to St. Joseph. O Joseph, heavenly hosts, your worthiness proclaim, and Christendom conspires to celebrate your fame. You who in purest bonds were to the virgin bound, how glorious is your name renowned. You, when you did behold your spouse about to bear, were sore oppressed with doubt, were filled with wandering care. At length the angel's word, your anxious heart relieved, she by the Spirit had conceived. You with your newborn Lord did seek far Egypt's land, as wandering pilgrims you led o'er the desert's sand. That Lord, when lost by you, is in the temple found, while tears are shed and joys abound. Not till death's hour is past do other men obtain, the gain of holiness and glorious rest attain. You, like to angels made, in life completely blessed, now clasp your God unto your breast. O Holy Trinity, your suppliant servants spare, grant us to rise to heaven for Joseph's sake and prayer, and so our grateful hearts to you shall ever raise, exalting canticles of praise. Amen. And our prayer to St. Joseph, patron of chaste souls. St. Joseph, father and guardian of virgins, into whose faithfulness faithful keeping were entrusted innocence itself, Christ Jesus, and Mary, the Virgin of Virgins. I pray and beseech thee through Jesus and Mary, those pledges so dear to thee, to keep me from all uncleanness, and to grant that my mind may be untainted, my heart pure, and my body chaste. Help me always to serve Jesus and Mary in perfect chastity. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, I'm excited today to dive into a beautiful insight into St. Joseph that sees him not just in the New Testament, but even hidden, concealed in the Old. I'm talking about a, a theological term or vision called typology. It's basically the study of Old Testament prefigurations or foreshadowings. We call them types and their New Testament fulfillments. Um, did someone make this up in the Middle Ages or in the 18th century or something? No, it's actually rooted in Scripture. If you go to Romans chapter 5, you'll find the very basis of this theological vision that is beautifully Catholic. I've heard it said before that most Protestants will get Mary wrong because they look for her only in the New Testament. Do you see what I mean? It's like um, to be able to understand Mary, you have to understand 
where she is in the Old Testament. Because Mary is Mary, but she's also so much more than Mary. She's able to fulfill Israel. She's able to be a new Eve. She's able to be a new Ark of the Covenant. And so to just look for her in the New Testament, we would miss her. But this all comes from Romans chapter 5, verses 12 to 14, where Paul says, Therefore, as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all men sinned, sin indeed was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sins were not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come. End quote. So we see there in this beautiful way, Paul will go on in uh, verse 17 to talk about how through Adam's sin, death came into the world, and then how much more abundantly will life come into the world through the righteousness of Jesus. And then even comparing the disobedience of Adam to the obedience of Jesus. And so in this beautiful way, we say that we see that Jesus isn't just in the New Testament. Jesus is in the Old Testament. And so to read the old in the light of the new and the new in the light of the old allows us to get a full picture of what God is doing and who these important characters are. So today we look at St. Joseph as actually a fulfillment of one of the patriarchs, Joseph. So a question, um, what is Old Testament Joseph and New Testament Joseph? have in common? Well, we'll start with their names. They're both Joseph, which is not insignificant. Uh, in Genesis 39.6, it also says that Joseph was handsome and good-looking. We don't know anything about New Testament Joseph's looks, but I mean, come on, this is the dad handpicked by God to be the father of his son, so not insignificant. <laughs> um, St. Joseph um, had a beard, and I think, maybe, I don't know, sorry, I'm making that up. They probably both had beards, great-looking beards. Okay, more to the point. Do you remember the story of the patriarch Joseph? Here's a brief biography, just to recap. I'm sure it's it's in there, um, lodged in your memory of different um, stories of Joseph and his coat of many colors, but Joseph was Jacob's favorite son. And he was blessed with this coat of many colors that all of a sudden stirred up an envy and a resentment amongst his other 11 brothers. And they cast him into this pit to leave him for dead. So we see the betrayal. We see him left and only to be captured, ransomed, and sold into Egypt. And it's there in, G- in Egypt that Joseph is able to rise to great prominence. Beautiful, right? Coming up in where? Egypt. <laughs> that Old Testament Joseph went to Egypt. And he's able to come to this position of prominence only, and this is where his good looks um, come to take him down, because his master's wife tries to pursue him and have sexual relations with him. And she pursues him time and time again. It says day after day, she came to him, she came to him. And what was Joseph's response? No, It it was a response of perfect chastity, not just protecting his chastity, but protecting her chastity. Do you see a connection here to New Testament Joseph, who's the patron of the guardian of chaste souls? The twofold virginity of Jesus and Mary was entrusted to him. Well, his master's wife gets fed up with his denials of these sexual pursuits, and she finally frames Joseph, and he gets thrown into prison unjustly. And it's amazing because in 
each of these different moments, it says in Genesis that, and God was with Joseph, and God was with Joseph. I see this, a beautiful connection to New Testament Joseph, who, even in the midst of all of his twists and turns, never doubts that God is with him at these certain points, even in his own hands, that he's carrying the Son of God. Okay, well, he's in prison. Do you remember the the story? He's imprisoned with this butler and also this uh, baker, and he has this opportunity to interpret their dreams. And it comes to reward him and the butler is able to get freed. And Joseph says, just remember me whenever you get out, right? Because I'm left here in the prison. Well, the butler forgets about him. And for another two years, Joseph is left in the prison. Finally, the butler remembers Joseph whenever Pharaoh starts having these dreams. And he says, ah, I know, I know somebody in prison. And Joseph is brought out of prison, brought before the Pharaoh, and he's able to interpret this dream that's actually a prophecy that God says, for seven years, your harvest will have great abundance, but then for seven years, you'll have an incredible drought. And so, as Joseph comes to be emerged as trustworthy, someone who actually is able to interpret dreams, huh? <laughs> who's able to hear the w- and interpret the way that God speaks through dreams, we see another connection. Joseph is given this position of authority to start to uh, look over the harvest and to be able to stock up for this famine whenever it finally does occur. It says that Joseph stored up huge quantities of grain, like the sand of the sea. It was so much that he stopped keeping records because it was beyond measure. This is this beautiful connection, right? A type of the old of the Old Testament Joseph to the New Testament Joseph, that what is it that Joseph is able to store up? Wheat, wheat to become bread. And so here what happens is that there's famine breaks out through not just all of Egypt, but even through all of the known world. And so in all of the people who are in need, Pharaoh has this great line that he says, whatever you need, go to Joseph. And he says, and do whatever he tells you. Beautiful. Joseph is entrusted with this great wealth. At this point, he's actually of great prominence. He's actually a lord in Egypt, maybe second in command of Pharaoh, we could imagine. And it's in this position that he actually has a visit from a familiar sight. His 11 brothers come to see him from Israel to ask for bread. We've heard that you are the gatekeeper of great amounts of wheat. Can you help us out? And it's been so long since they left their brother to to die that they don't even recognize him. And there Joseph sees this opportunity. And to consider, right, what will be going on in our hearts whenever we have been betrayed, whenever we have been backstabbed, whenever we have just been left to dead, metaphorically, hopefully, uh, left to die. Here Joseph's response is one of compassion, one of mercy, And he's able to fill their sacks with wheat and um, is able to have this beautiful realization of God's mercy. This is Genesis 50, 19 to 20. He says, fear not, speaking to his brothers who fear once they realize Joseph is in this great position of prominence and he could take, take them down to respond in vengeance. Joseph says, fear not. As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today, end quote. 
this beautiful way, right? And all of these different connections, hopefully you're seeing them. I'm not going to spell them out, but this last one I see is incredibly significant. Just as the New Testament Joseph, the Old Testament Joseph is able to have incredible trust in God's providential care, but also his faithful presence to him, no matter what's going on. What an invitation for us, right? Just to consider all of the ways that we might be tempted to doubt that God is with us, that God could provide for us, that God could see us through this. And yet here's Joseph, Patriarch Joseph, trusting. And even in the depths of prison, being betrayed um, unjustly, is able to see God's providence to bring him back to a place to actually, through this this, um, dispensing of grain, of wheat, give life to all those in need. So just as Pharaoh was able to tell all of Egypt and beyond to go to the patriarch Joseph, go to Joseph. This is where we have um, the venerable Pope Pius XII say, we re-echo this again today. Go to Joseph. If you want to be close to Jesus, go to Joseph. I love this. Here's what uh, Pope Pius IX said in whenever he promulgated Joseph as the patron of the universal church. As Almighty God appointed Joseph, son of the patriarch Jacob, over all the land of Egypt to save grain for the people, so when the fullness of time had come and he was about to send to earth his only begotten son, the Savior of the world, he chose another Joseph, of whom the first had been the type. And he made him the Lord and chief of his household and possessions, the guardian of his choicest treasures. What is this choicest treasure? Well, this is Jesus himself, who is the bread of life. In this beautiful way, Father Calloway talks about that it's with Joseph that we have the bread of life, that without him, he would have been lost. And it's Mary who kneaded the dough, so to speak, in her sacred womb. And it's St. Joseph who lovingly preserved the bread in Egypt. And he continues to guard and preserve the bread of life in every tabernacle in the world. St. Joseph, light of patriarchs, pray for us. So the New Testament Joseph, St. Joseph, is this fulfillment of the Old Testament Joseph. But he's also this light of all of the patriarchs, right? That if we are to consider all of the greatness of all of the patriarchs, all of the ways that God has spoken to his people, led his people, provided for his people through these different patriarch figures, we see Joseph not just as a culmination, but even as a fulfillment of them all in this glorious way that outshines them all. Here's the line from Blessed William Joseph Chaminade. Quote, Picture to yourself the sanctity of all the patriarchs of old, that long line of successive generations, which is the mysterious ladder of Jacob, culminating in the person of the Son of God. See how great was the faith of Abraham, the obedience of Isaac, the courage of David, the wisdom of Solomon. After you have formed the highest opinion of these saints, remember that Joseph is at the top of the ladder, at the head of the saints, the kings, the prophets, the patriarchs, that he is more faithful than Abraham, more obedient than Isaac, more generous than David, wiser than Solomon. In a word, as superior in grace as he is close to the source, Jesus sleeping in his arms. End quote. 
Friends, in a beautiful way, we can just appreciate this intention, uh, sorry, petition. This St. Joseph, light of patriarchs, pray for us. In a way that in trusting ourselves to St. Joseph, he brings us close to his son, Jesus. Even more so than um, the way that he was able to, the Old Testament Joseph was able to give life. St. Joseph is able to bring us to the true life of the world. There's so much more to be said about this typology, but we will have the rest of these next 23 days to fill all of this out in beautiful detail. So let's end there and turn to our litany of St. Joseph and just give great thanks to God for this New Testament Joseph and all of his glorious splendor. The litany of St. Joseph, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, hear us. Christ, graciously hear us. God, the Father of heaven, have mercy on us. God, the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy on us. God, the Holy Spirit, have mercy on us. Holy Trinity, one God, have mercy on us. Holy Mary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Noble offspring of David, pray for us. Light of patriarchs, pray for us. Spouse of the Mother of God, pray for us. Chaste guardian of the Virgin, pray for us. Foster father of the Son of God, pray for us. Zealous defender of Christ, pray for us. Head of the Holy Family, pray for us. Joseph most just, pray for us. Joseph most chaste, pray for us. Joseph most prudent, pray for us. Joseph most courageous, pray for us. Joseph most obedient, pray for us. Joseph most faithful, pray for us. Mirror of patience, pray for us. Lover of poverty, pray for us. Model of workmen, pray for us. Glory of domestic life, pray for us. Guardian of virgins, pray for us. Pillar of families, pray for us. Comfort of the afflicted, pray for us. Hope of the sick, pray for us. Patron of the dying, pray for us. Terror of demons, pray for us. Protector of the Holy Church, pray for us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Spare us, O Lord. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Graciously hear us, O Lord. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. He has made him Lord of his household and prince over all his possessions. Let us pray. O God, who in your loving providence chose blessed Joseph to be the spouse of your most holy mother, grant us the favor of having him for our intercessor in heaven, whom on earth we venerate as our protector. You who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Ah, so good to be with each and every one of you um, for the finish of this day 10. It's been a, a glorious journey so far and I look forward to continuing on with you for the rest of this. 
as I as I always say, if you enjoyed this video, I'd invite you to like, uh, subscribe, comment below. I've been appreciating the different comments that have come in so far. Just let me know where you're where you're at, how you're doing, what's going on. Um, any suggestions that would be helpful? I'm very open and appreciate everything. If you'd like to support or find out more about Dry Bones Ministries, check out our website. We've got a lot of good things going on at drybonespgh.org. Let's keep one another in prayer as we go closer to Jesus through the intercession of St. Joseph. God bless you, and St. Joseph, pray for us.